Hello, everybody. We're back with another edition of the Cosmic Code podcast. And today I'm here with a true legend. Super psyched about it. This is part one. Eric, a.k.a. Hypnotica. So, Eric, uh, you've been at it forever since the beginning. You pioneered. You constantly reinvent. I'm curious, you know, speaking to you as a hypnotist, because your trances are phenomenal, what, what have been some realizations throughout the, year, uh, the years in terms of deepening trance for people to really be receptive? Uh, to, for people to really be receptive to the trance, you know, first of all, um, I like to trick them. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, as much as anyone else, as far as doing hypnosis, maybe I shouldn't even say this on this because if someone, you know, someone books it, they'll, they'll know some of my tricks. But to be receptive to trance, um, to me, is, is really, really having a good idea and understanding and a real crisp uh, drawing type of vision purpose that they want for themselves uh like i just dealt with the guy right now and i told him i said hey man like you're not dreaming big enough you know I, like i'm a designer i'm a, a mind designer i want to design kick-ass shit and what you offered is just so kind of ho-hum so in order to really for anyone to really kind of go from they have to push towards something uh, rather than build so big that they're drawn and they're almost overwhelmed by it so that there's more energy there because when you're dreaming bigger and bolder and broader and greater than you ever have before and it's something that almost kind of scares you to the to the degree of going for it there's going to be more drive there's going to be more challenge there's going to be more learning there's going to be more understanding uh you, you got to reach down and really kind of pick what you want so and as far as going into a trance um, yeah, you have to develop resources to go after that because, you know, I want, me personally, I want to supercharge people. You know, I just don't want to get them by with, you know, something a little bit here, a little bit there. So the first thing I do is, is like, dream big. You know, the, the bigger, the bolder, the more energy that is there for you to gain, to grow, to evolve through. Um, not pick something safe because, you know, if you pick something safe, you're not really going to push too hard on it because it's not a challenge enough. So um, I, I suggest in, that people challenge themselves of getting beyond what they're used to, going bigger and bolder. Um, and then, you know, nah, I'm not going to really mention the first thing I talked about because, you know, it's one of my little tricks. But but it's going back to what I look for is tr- transibility is you got to go big, man. you got to go big or you're not really living. You're, you're not doing yourself justice uh, to do that because think about where me and you both came from okay i was a nobody you know kid coming out of high school you know but what did i write down for the things that i wanted you know i want to be one of the best in the world at doing this i want to understand this i want to master this to the level that i can um, and i want to give back doing it i want to teach you know people that didn't have the role models um, or the resources um, so that they can do it in half the time that I did it or half the time that you did it because now there's enough information out there that people can c- consistently learn compared to have to figure it out for themselves. So I think the, the the big takeaway from what we're talking about right now is, man, if you don't dream big, if you don't want to be the best, if you don't want to 
um, really go for something that's exciting, um, don't call me. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that like attracts like. I mean, hypnosis is inevitable. For too many, they have a certain impression of themselves, and they're lacking the awareness that that impression is just an impression. So how does one become aware that there is more to them than what they initially think? Because I think it's important, no matter how good we're doing, uh, to come back to remembering that uh, we, we often underestimate what we can do. And well, everybody needs to find our own comfort zone in it, right? So how, how do we stretch beyond that? Well, the first thing that they should do is, is always want to live a little bit uncomfortably, you know, uncomfortably, you know, going and progressing. I mean, that's one of the true definitions of happiness is, um, you know, going after something and making progress. If you're not making progress, if you don't feel like you're growing, uh, if you don't feel like you're evolving, then it, things for a lot of people feel stagnant. And so it's a continually evolutionizing uh, mechanism that you get to do. And, and the first thing I would say is, when did you finally, de- you know, define that you're going to be mediocre? Like, a, where in your, in your life did you make that decision that you're just going to get by? You're going to get by just doing the least amount of work. So a lot of it is like, where did that feeling first develop? Because that feeling always wasn't there. When we first came out, we were fully expressive. We were fully um, alive. We were fully exploratory. We were curious uh, about things. But at a certain point, that feeling of just getting by or settling came from somewhere. So first thing I want to do is go back and figure out where they define themselves that this is who they're going to be. And then from once they define themselves in, in that point, usually it's, you know, like four, five, six, seven, around that age where they've kind of made that decision. You know, it could be a little bit older. It could be, you know, rarely it's younger than that. But it's somewhere that they define that. Then I want to go back and figure out, okay, what was it that did that? Because taking advice from an idea uh, or even a mentor, like can you imagine like a a seven-year-old telling you this is the way your life's going to be and and a seven-year-old is going to be your life coach forever? That's ridiculous. (laughs) So so I say that. Like would you take – any kind of advice from a seven-year-older about how to live life as an adult? And they say no. And I said, well, well, that's really what you've been doing. Okay, so at that level is when you define this is who you're going to be. Sometimes it's maybe um, they haven't built up their resilience back. They got knocked down a few times, and they figured out, um, you know, okay, three times I've been knocked down, I'm going to make the decision to quit. So... You have to go back and change basically personal history with them uh, and get them or build up, you know, resilience or build up confidence or build up whatever it is. But you got to go back and figure out when they define themselves at that level. Wow. Wow. I'm going to quote you on that. That's, that's an example that resonates within seconds, the example of the seven-year-old. So I'm loving this. Uh, Eric, then uh, here's an interesting question. So then how would you define uh, possibilities in pickup right now based on your own experience? So how would you suggest a guy should define their possibilities? That kind of uh, statement of identity when it comes, no matter what happened before, with love, sex, romance, girls, pickup, seduction, 
what, what would be a powerful statement of identity? Uh, of identity would be, a, you know, a gold mine prospector or a treasure hunter. And the, the way I look at it is, if you knew that in a certain field, okay, there's lots of possibilities, that underneath all the cow shit, you're in a big cow patty, okay, and it was two miles big, and there was thousands of cow shits everywhere. But you knew that underneath one of those cow shits was a chest full of gold. Would you bitch and complain about having to lift each uh, cow shit up? Or would you just keep searching, keep searching? Because that's just like a ratio. You know, that, that's kind of figuring out, okay, you know, the more you go out, the more you um, get rejected, the more data you have. And so defining yourself as a uh, as a as a 100% resilient prospector, um, uh, a proactive, a progressive uh, um, prospector for things in life, um, you're, you're, you're going to just keep going. And that's the whole thing is, you know, everything that a person goes through, if they're out doing pickup or whatever, is absolutely learnable. And not only learnable, but you can inoculate against anything you don't like. For example... Uh, let's just say I'm terrified of being rejected. Okay, well, what what is it exactly that you're worried about being rejected? Is it something a person says? Well, they're like, oh, you're ugly. Well, once you understand that that's what maybe you're afraid of, then you can inoculate, get to the point where you can actually look forward to it. So let's just say a girl's like, oh, well, you're ugly. Okay, well, if you have something that's conditioned for when a person says that, you can actually look forward to it because then you put them in their place very quickly and then you, you basically do a pattern and interrupt on them. So they say you're ugly and you're like, well, that's one of the ugliest things I ever said. I think I changed my mind about you. Okay. For example, you know, a couple of years ago when I kind of went and started going gray a little bit, you know, for the first time I was saying, I was hearing things like, Oh, well, you're, you're, you're a little too old for me. And, you know, at first I was like, wow, well, it's just it's kind of rude. But then I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, how can I actually look forward to hearing this? And so, you know, I developed from myself. First, says, well, you're kind of old. And it's like, well, it's not that I'm really old. It's that you're, you're too immature to enjoy sexual pleasure with a full spectrum of people within you. I'm really like level 48, and you're only level 22. So, you know, it, 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 I look forward to that because then all of a sudden it's a pattern there. They don't know what to do. And when you trump them on that level and you basically dominate their mind or you uh, short-circuit their thinking because they thought you were just going to walk away with your tail between your legs with that, then all of a sudden, now because you've kind of put them in their place, you've kind of showed them their limitation, um, sometimes they want to make it up to you. Sometimes because they think that now they're below you, that now they have to prove to themselves that they're likable and then they try to make it up with you. Um, mm. So I look forward to those things. I say, write down the scariest fucking things that you think. And what can you say? You know, um, you know, I think people with shortness, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather be a little short than a narrow minded. So, mm. you know, you, you have all these different responses that you actually now begin to look for to. Um, it could be on that level. It could be on the level of, you know, defining yourself as um, a person who that is your, um, how should I say, your exercise for building resilience. You know, every good rejection is just a, a funny story usually told later on in life. 
you know, some of the greatest <laughs> times that I fucked up, uh, when I got blasted out, I look back and laugh now. So it's really not I'm getting rejected. It's that, that I'm building a laughable memory for my future. So, you know, at what level can you define yourself? You know, and you define yourself as, you know, a person who uh, deserves affection, a person who deserves sexuality, uh, a person who is going to progress. If you're not progressing, then in my like, you shouldn't even be, you know, in that because you're just going to bore someone to death. So, you know, I, I look for a certain type of person who's willing to look at themselves to undo what society, because I say when you came into this world completely free, and you had two blankets that are basically put on you that cover who you really are, society's blankets, and then the blankets of your parents or whoever was your guardian or something like that at the time. You know, there comes a point where that blanket becomes too small for you and doesn't fit anymore. It doesn't keep you comfortable. It doesn't keep you um, protected. It, it doesn't warm you up. So you have to figure out what is the blanket that someone or society put on you and how to design your own blanket that fits who you really are. And, and, and that's what you look for. Your frames are so surreal uh, and frames are always essential. I think that the principle of inclusion and exclusion, if we recognize, like you said, that when we came out of the womb, we had it all in place and then we, we forgot. It eludes well, we guys think, when think they this. think, think that, that it's outside. So I love that. Well, think about this. I mean, in, in all reality, it's absolutely true. The initial, the bottom line, the fundamental, the core neurology that you have is completely expression. It's full expression, and it doesn't matter being naked because I can guarantee when you came out, there was a time when maybe you were young, one, two years old, you could have been laid naked with a bunch of other naked kids, girls. You could shit on yourself, and you could still smile and laugh and have a good time. So if that's the core of who you are, everything else beyond that is what society taught you or what your parents taught you or um, your insecurities because of uh, peer pressure taught you. But bottom line, in the core of who we are, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's mm. really what it is. So if you could tie into that where, I mean, imagine, like, you could, could, you, could, you, could anyone lay around right now with a bunch of naked girls and shit all over themselves and still smile and laugh and, and be expressive? You know, what, what, <laughs> so when, when they remember that is who they really are, who they, they were at one time, that's, you can tap into that. Okay. You just got to kind of And ultimately out. hypnosis happens no matter what, because it's always what we under the impression that, that perpetuates itself. Like if we think maybe one day, but not now, I'm kind of okay, but not all the way, then you will be right with that. So, so, so it's the ability to tap into what will most liberate you. You know, Eric, it's always the same. Like if we're exposed to the finest art or art architecture on the planet, it takes a certain level of sophistication to be able to truly, truly appreciate it. And I just want to say that the metaphors you have shared – I hope that the listeners can register that uh, this is so potent. Uh, you, you start to play with what you heard. <laughs> I'm personally shifting at the speed of light as I'm listening to you. Um, 
super fast. I, I will ask you two more questions, but guys, you will find uh, in the description, there's going to be a link to be in touch with uh, Eric or hear more. So uh, if you just want to state it maybe now, and I will also include it in the description. Yeah, if they're, if they're interested in some of the products, I deal specifically with, uh, you know, inner game building hypnosis for, you know, masculine mindsets and sexual mindsets. It's hypnotica.org. Simple, they can go there, or they can find my YouTube channel, which is Hypnotica on YouTube, and I do, you know, if people have questions, they can answer them. I have a, a, a podcast or what's called Ask Hypnotica, where I just answer questions on that. So those, those are two good starts. Beautiful. And you will find those links in the description of the podcast. Uh, and Eric will also be at the Cosmic Code convention that's coming up. So right there, we're nearing, uh, it's elite edition. So we're nearing uh, maximum capacity, but maybe you catch us on time. You will find the link cosmiccodeconvention.com. Eric, when we started, I said anything in particular you want us to talk about. And uh, you said, no, we flow with it. So you, you have that flow. And I think that's an essential aspect of really being attuned to your own masculinity for a man. You know, James Bond doesn't need to know where he's going to go next to go there. So you, you're, you're such a, an amazing representation, living example of being attuned to that. With you, everything is always simple. And I can totally tell, you know, from being around so many girls that this is the pure aspect of the masculine that a woman seeks that will stabilize the feminine. So I know it's among your many specialties. Uh, a little bit of help for the guys to first not think that it's outside, to realize you have it within you, and to really attune more to their core masculinity and, and how that translates into how you approach pickup. Because too many guys are on the fence. We know that. They want to, but, and that's, that's not the masculine part. That, that's like the words of the feminine, that yes, but, so. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that most guys don't have is they have to define who they are. They have to define their boundaries. A lot, so many men don't have, they haven't thought about that. They don't know what they're going to put up with. They don't know where they're going to not put up with. They don't know how they're going to, maybe they're going to be too nice. Like, like I am not uh, nice when it comes to when people disrespect my time uh, on things like women. Women have a tendency to be late, and I have a tendency to, you know, be really busy. And just, just for example, last night or in the night before, uh, she's always late, so I always, I always do things. It's, most guys, if it goes like, oh, I'm late, they're like, okay, it's okay. No, I say, no, it's not okay. I said, you know what, I'll give you a 10-minute leeway. Okay, I'll give or take 10 minutes. It's cool. But then after that, like, now you're, now you're taking my time because I've put other things aside to uh, either wait for you or, or do things like this. I know my, what my boundaries are. And having my boundaries strong, I start taking stuff. And so I say, okay, well, here's the deal. Either if you're past 10 minutes because this is a naturally occurring thing, then we can just cancel because I got other stuff I got to do. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't reward uh, rudeness. And I think when people are late, they're rude. And one of the reasons why women like to be around me is because I don't cookie cut shit. 
me saying it's okay is not really okay for them because it's, it's teaching them a bad precedence in life. You know, they're not going to get, if their looks go, they're not going to get anywhere by being late. As a matter of fact, they're probably going to get in trouble by being late if they're going for work. I'm teaching them on a primal level about survival. I'm teaching them on a primal level about what the real world is really like. And so if a girl's like, 10 minutes late, I start having fun with it. And it's not like I'm being a dick, but I say, okay, well, tell you what, for every minute you're late equals a minute that you're going to help clean my house, okay? For every minute that you're late past this is a minute that you're going to massage my feet. For every minute that you're late like this is going to be the amount of the time that you're going to lick my ass, whatever it is, okay? And I say all of them, all right? And so instead of me waiting around and getting mad, I kind of hope that they are later. And so I make the deal up front. I say, okay, because they'll always say, no, 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 I'll be on time this time. And I say, okay, well, if you're not, <laughs> then here's the deal, all right? For every minute you're past, I'm going to give you a 10-minute leeway here and there. But after that, every minute you're late equals one minute of cleaning, one minute of making food, one minute of massaging my feet. And, man, I get free massages. I get my room cleaned all the time. <laughs> So, so, and I'm also teaching them like, hey, um, I respect my time. I'm not a pushover. Don't re- disrespect my time, and I'm not going to be okay with it, you know. And sometimes, like just last night, I said, okay, this time I'm, I'm because the night before, you know, I, she actually I got a sign painted. She actually she's an artist. So I said I want this sign painted because it's one of the things that I have at my house for this little, you know, my house is like a mixture of Pirates of the Caribbean, and I needed a sign painted. Basically, it says, solve the riddle or make a wish, just toss a coin in the dish, like a big old school sign. Well, she was like 30 minutes late. So I said, well, here's the deal. (laughs) Either you're going to either massage, you're going to clean, or you're going to paint a sign. Okay, if you're late, oh, I'm not going to be late. Well, she was. So I got the entire sign painted, something that I had to do anyways, for free. So (laughs) I I look at it like that. So if you don't know your boundaries... You're, you're, you're a chump. If you, just get, if you give a girl away uh, with that and you say it's okay, um, you're disrespecting her and she knows it and she knows you're being a pushover. And it shows you that you're not really there to make her strong. Okay? You're there to get her to get away with things that aren't going to be universal and mm. aren't going to be long-lasting. And that's why women like to hang out with me over other people because I call shit on bullshit. Wow. And I stick to it compared to most guys, will be like, oh, it's okay. Well, you know what? They got away with that. Guess what else they're going to get away with? They're going to get yeah. away with probably sucking some guy's dick, coming over to you, and then kissing you. So mm. <laughs> they're not going to respect you. You're not it's so brilliantly, uh, so brilliantly stated, Eric, and it's the, also uh, such a, a good double bind or win-win because the odds of them being late, often I just say, uh, when I number close, I just go like, Ah, uh, you're not gonna use the number, and then I put something at stake. I say, okay, you'll see. You're not gonna respond to my text, and then you owe me that, and and then they eventually uh, have to put up with it. So, yeah, the, it's a great, so it's the antithesis. It's Basically, it's the antithesis of that false notion of the the false cool guy to be bothered on the inside. Most guys will be bothered on the inside, but they're gonna try to be cool and not be bothered, and they go, it's okay when in fact it's not. So. Wow, you have exactly. such a powerful way to point that out. 
Hey, Eric, uh, I want to make sure that whomever listens, they can listen to those podcasts easily during a break at work and, and hear the whole thing. So we're going to chunk it, if that's okay with you. And I look forward yep. to do maybe a part two next week. I wanted to also make sure we touch on sexual escalation, you know, being the sex god. We had a, an amazing conversation about that not too long ago. At the same time, I thank you so very much, not only for the time, but also for everything you have and continue to bring to the plate for everybody else. It's an amazing ripple effect, you know, so you're like, you're a source uh, that uh, keeps on providing to the whole community at a level that's absolutely surreal. So I'm eager to get some uh, more questions in for our next part. Thank you for cool. listening, Looking guys. Forward, thank you, Eric. Yeah, All right, you're we'll awesome. Talk to you thank you, Eric. Talk Later, Vince. Bye-bye.